This is Tom Fox, and I would like to welcome you to a special five-part podcast series on the future of communication in financial compliance. This podcast series is sponsored by Varent, and my guest throughout this series is Phil Fry, Vice President and General Manager of Financial Compliance Strategy at Varent. Over this series, we'll take a deep dive into the current status of communications in financial institutions, how or how not to be compliant, an analysis and insight into this arena, how to avoid accentuating the negative and the human element down the road in compliance. I know you will find this series incredibly useful and important for, first, a word about our sponsor, Varent. For years, Varent Financial Compliance has led the way with market-leading solutions for communication capture and interaction data analysis to help financial firms prevent compliance issues proactively. Today, when digitalization, hybrid working, and the proliferation of communication channels across all companies present increasingly complex challenges, Varent is again pioneering AI-powered speech recognition, transcription, and communication profiling capabilities for these difficulties. For more information or to book a demo, visit Varent.com. In this part four, we ask if you have to accentuate the negative as a compliance professional for communications compliance. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, back again with Phil Fry for our five-part exploration of the future of communication in financial compliance. Today, Phil, I'm going to start off with the, uh, I think, fairly provocative question. Are you accentuating the negative? What I mean, I do talk about accentuating the negative, but what I mean about it, it simply means creating focus on gaps in the data. And don't get me wrong, there are gaps in data. Capturing communications is obviously the foundations of being compliant, but data completeness should be the baseline of everything that we do when there's an investigation. It's the things that go under the radar that regulators are most interested in. That's what you have to really pay attention to, the gaps in the data. You've also got to consider data completeness around the captured data, and you've got to consider the effect of not understanding if data under litigation has any changes that occurred within that regulated data. You've got to accentuate that negative. We have talked about capture of communication literally throughout this podcast series, Phil, but how does this help compliance? What's the connection? Okay, like I said, I come from a voice IT uh, regulatory compliance capture world. And I said, capturing communications has got to be the, the data. You've got nothing. But during an investigation, financial firms have to be able to retrieve any and all conversations relating to a trade from whatever time and place that occurred. That's under the MIFID rules or whatever. And of course, that is if possible. But with so many channels today, it's not an easy thing to do. You've got to be able to cover the wide range of devices we've talked about, platforms, modalities. And we're not helping, and I talk about we as a, as a generalist IT, we're not helping compliance if we don't record half of the employees' interactions because they happen to be on a platform that we're unable to capture. 
and we're not helping compliance if there's a recording failure and no one knows what calls were missed. We're not helping compliance if people use different devices and we can't find the conversations because no one knows about them. And we're not helping compliance if we can't identify who's talking to who, no matter what device they're using. And finally, we are not helping compliance if the capture has missing metadata and they take an hour to find the additional details. So we need to start from a different view. We need to be absolutely capture everything that is available to capture, but also highlight and categorize and analyze the gaps to reduce those false positives. The time it takes to analyze and then to aid the trade surveillance platforms with that enhanced data. Phil, in our last podcast, you mentioned Identity Insights is a key part of this offering. Can I ask you to maybe take a little bit deeper dive into that phrase and what it means? Uh, absolutely. As you said, I've mentioned before, look, trade-related interactions have evolved from this one-to-one communications to conference calls, persistent interactions. What this means, basically, from our view, is that you have to capture more people at a longer time interval compliantly. So you can imagine the complexity it brings to adherence. But this is exactly what our communications profiling and data insights offerings are aimed at helping financial compliance with. Look, for example, identity is a feature of this offering that leverages biometric techniques to detect and isolate different speakers in a conversation and store them in a searchable manner in a secure database. This is not the, the simply the legacy, my word is my passport logoff. What we're looking to do is to solve some of these legacy issues that I've said I've seen for 30 years, like third party identification across a many to many dealer board private wire or taking it to the next step and linking that conversation together for improving investigations, creating insights into the communications patterns within our human compliance concept that we've mentioned before. Additionally, we're exploring ways to identify and tag all conversations to ensure that the metadata can be found in the right repository and that we know who should and indeed who shouldn't be on a conference bridge. Well, you said something there that I just have to ask you about specifically, and I hope I got this right. And I wrote down linking the conversations together for improving investigations and creating insights into communications pattern within our human compliance concept, that seems to me to be almost next level or not state of the art, but beyond state of the art. Is that message resonating in your community? I'm not sure. I'm probably saying this, I'm probably being unfair. I don't know how many people are actually going down that route, but it's something that's, excuse me, I feel is important. I think we've all sit there and focus on Phil Fry as the trader, we capture Phil Fry. And when we do an investigation, when you're searching for Phil Fry, that's great. But the reality is Phil Fry, as the trader, has gone and spoken to, let's say, let's say bank X person number two. If you've got that one-to-one conversation, you've probably only captured part of what you're trying to do. But if you can get that bank X person number two, and that person has come in on a mobile or come in somewhere else on teammate, because you don't have that association. If you can link them together under this human compliance, yes, it is next level. But I think it's where ultimately we will make the difference, where we will help the surveillance teams and the, the compliance teams to truly understand the linkage 
internally as well as externally. Well, we have been talking about capturing things that are missed in an active or even proactive way, but there's one smoking gun that I have to ask you about, and that's legacy data. How do we begin to think about that, or is there a way to even think about that? Oh, this is, it's, of course, it's Nirvana. It's Shangri-La to being able to add some of the, the, the same insights into that legacy data. Based on the functionality we're developing, we strongly believe, and I say believe, that this will be possible. But, of course, whilst, of course, recording, the caveat is that it all depends on the quality and the structure of the data that's been stored. You just don't know what's there, and you won't have the metadata of, of all the people, the stop-star dates. Like with any analysis, you're only as good as the data, the old adage, rubbish in, rubbish out. But we believe that there are opportunities to reduce that risk and, and reduce the cop option of a, a smoking gun being out there. Let me just see if I can translate your English into American, because I learned this term in college in 1976. Geigo, garbage in, garbage out. Is it the same concept? Absolutely. Absolutely. Phil, unfortunately, we are near the end of our time for this episode. I hope our listeners will join us next time because we're going to take up one of my absolute favorite topics, which is human compliance. But before we leave, I wanted to ask you if our listeners wanted any more information on Varent or the topics we touched on, what might be the best place for them to go? Without a doubt, it is the Verint website, verint.com. We have a specialist area for the financial markets alongside everything else we do, where you can find everything around our capture or our analysis and all the, the cool stuff that we were putting forward. Phil, I wanted to thank you again. I greatly look forward to continuing this conversation. Thanks, Tom. This is Tom Fox again. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the future of communication in financial compliance. If you'd like more information on Verint, please check out their website, Verint, V-E-R-I-N-T dot com. This podcast series sponsored by Verint is a special production of the Compliance Podcast Network.